0: Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris, and uh, we do have an interview today with a special guest, Chris. And by the way, I should have asked this beforehand. Um, your last name—I don't want to botch it—but uh, it's it's K Dub. Is how you is that like your hip hop name, or is that your yeah. actual last name? Okay. Yeah, just
1: just social. But last name is Williams. You know, <laughs>
0: that's different than K Dub. So, <laughs> so your your hip hop name is kind of Chris K Dub. Right, right. All right. So we're going to explore that because. Uh, you've kind of gone from Christian hip hop to Calvinism uh, and ta- and apologetics, really. To now, uh, most of your content is on social justice and kind of how it's being pushed in the church. And there's a right. few of us that are talking about this, um, but we all have different ways of approaching it. So one of the things that uh, I've really appreciated about your content is um, how you mix your your hip hop and and your kind of your artist side with uh what's going on in the church apologetics uh in the social justice movement and i think the first one i saw was your Wokanda video a few years maybe a year ago or so yeah and so now you've, you've put out a few uh, i think the last one i saw was uh i don't know if it's called i'm black but you yeah yeah, yeah you talk about yeah, how yeah. you're black but you you're wearing <laughs> like a maga hat and stuff so i'm um, trying to confuse people there uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I want to just get your story um, a little bit, kind of like how did you arrive at where you're at today, and then um, and then we'll, we'll talk about you know how people can find you and, and what you're trying to accomplish and stuff. So so walk me through the progression here. Uh, like, y- did you get saved as an adult? Were you raised in the church? Um, I was raised by a single mother, and she was very
1: adamant about having us in church. Um, I hated church growing up, though. Um, <laughs> kind of was in the grew up in a very kind of Pentecostal word of faith kind of environment and uh, I became a Christian at the age of 19 uh, so about 12 years ago and that was kind of the first church I kind of went to the word of faith kind of church I didn't I mean that's just kind of what I knew Um, I, I believe I was a genuine believer but that's kind of just you know the comfortability I had with church and so I went there and the Lord kind of exposed my eyes to the word of faith kind of being <laughs> a heretical movement, that kind of, it is a heretical movement. And um man, just the journey kind of right into reform theology, man, it was, it was, it was everything I needed. Um Just the side. How did that field. happen?
0: Like, how did you like make that transition?
1: Funny enough? I mean, talking about me just doing music, I was doing music uh, performing a lot, doing just, just music. And, I was uh, heavily influenced by uh, Shylin. And if you know of Shylin, Shilin is Reformed. I was, you know, Timothy Brindle. I remember just listening to a song of his where he was talking about limited atonement. And it finally clicked for me. Like he was saying Jesus did not die for everybody. And to me, that was like, I never heard anybody say that. And so it kind of led me into a uh, journey of uh, reading uh, a lot of books. I read uh, A.W. Pink's The Sovereignty of God. Uh, immediately. And I was like, I was the only one I knew who believed like, I was like agreeing with everything he was saying. And I was like, I'm the only one that believes this, you know, like me and pink over here, you know. <laughs> and so um, it just led to a whole nother world of people that i met and was like, yo, there's, this is historic you know, what I mean, and so that's kind of my journey into Calvinism. Funny enough, it was this Christian doing what I love music, Christian hip hop. So yeah.
0: Gotcha. Well, so one of the things is interesting you, you mentioned that is, um, I was never huge into like the hip hop scene in Christianity, but I, I was aware of it mm-hmm. uh, somewhat. I had some friends who were really into it. I remember once, um, I was working with a friend of mine. And he goes, Hey, would you mind if I put on a Shylin album? I'm like, Sure. And in th- this album, uh, Paul Washer, mm. is, uh, featured as, and I don't, I think Shylin does this quite a bit. And, and a lot of hip hop artists do those yeah. infuse like a pastor preaching with their music. But I thought, wow, like that's, that's pretty It impressed me a little bit because I was like, "This is kind of deep. Some of this mm-hmm. stuff, this isn't um, it's so different than what you would get when you turn on Christian radio and right. Christian contemporary kind of shallow uh, heavenly latte stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing that has um, surprised me a little bit and maybe it shouldn't, maybe maybe if I was more into it and I knew more about it, it wouldn't surprise me. But it, it did just because I was watching from a distance is that. Some of these guys who seemed like they were um pretty solid at least for the most part theologically in the hip-hop world uh christian hip-hop went so hard social justice and shylin's yeah. kind of like one of those people that i thought yeah. like okay this guy seems from from what i heard that he's at least got his his foot in the right doctrine but then all of a sudden um i think it was the gospel coalition he had written the, the george floyd and me yeah. uh, article yeah. and i was like what in the world is going on with this guy um and so maybe as a lot of people have this question. And since you were kind of in that scene, I know you had, a, it looks like two albums at least before you even started talking about apologetics and that stuff on your YouTube channel. Like, well, how do you make sense of that? Like what happened or did something happen?
1: Um, man, that's a great question. And I've, I've thought about it. And I'm not really sure there's a, something that we can really point to because, you know, I, I mean, maybe it was all the, I think the Trayvon Martin situation really kind of, highlighted some things that may have been there all the time, but it just never got brought up, you know, because I can remember everybody being on board and, you know, um, loving the doctrines of grace, loving presuppositional apologetics, loving, loving a lot of these doctrines. And then next thing you know, you turn around and some of these doctrines are being called whiteness and like, wh- wh- where did, you know, so I, I don't know if there's a specific event. Uh, it seems more so an evolution of stuff rather than one thing if I can, if I can speak, um, you know, in on the situation, I don't know if it was one event, but rather maybe the Tr- Trayvon uh, Martin situation was an evolution at the start of the evolution for many people. Um, because yeah, that's when I just started noticing it and started having, you know, like, like many of us like, man, what, what, what is this? You know, like we were on the page
0: just a second ago, you know, Yeah, there was a lot of excitement, I remember, around... Mm -hmm. It wasn't just... It was bigger than just reformed hip-hop, if you want to call it that. It was like this whole neo-Calvinist and young reform scene uh, 10 years ago. It was... Mm -hmm. There was this thought that you know this was the next kind of big thing. Like, almost like a revival was starting, kind of. I mean, some people talked about it that way. And then to see so many of these people that were supposed to lead that uh, revival... Yeah, being sucked in i think of um even uh in the christian hip-hop world like lecrae um and andy um uh, i think it's minio if i'm pronouncing it right like these guys are embracing on some level homosexuality and and normalization of it yeah and and these were guys just like what like six years seven years ago that you know they were being even positively talked about by uh by reformed pastors and stuff Mm -hmm. So it's for a lot of people who are looking at this, the wind was kind of taken out of their sails. And what the question they have is like, how could someone who seems so theologically on point, who understood so much and maybe not everything, but they understood some basic things that a lot of people get wrong. Right. They just be sucked into this social justice movement. And, um, and since you, you were someone. I know you didn't have the platform they did, but you were kind of in that scene, uh, recording your own hip hop and stuff. I thought maybe you'd have some insight on that because you didn't switch. You didn't go over to that side. You kept, you you kept doing what what you've always been doing. It seems like at least,
1: right? Um, it was something I was wrestling with more so behind closed doors many years ago, um, because you know there was you know you're talking about like kind of this resurgence of two two worlds right like uh calvinism and hip hop kind of you know uh hip hop kind of introducing a lot of uh young people young black people into calvinism and reformed theology as a whole and other theological concepts to where man it was an amazing refreshing time you know just kind of you know reflecting on a lot of that I know for me I mean that that's how I became reformed so for me it's a a very like it's very close to me because it's how I how I came to grow in my faith, and how I met and heard of so many theologically sound pastors, and 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 now to hear so many people kind of I mean if you, when you hear Lecrae talks about it, he kind of like regrets a lot of that. And so to me, it's like, how could you regret such a sweet time of you know learning in depth truths and and people you met and pastors? Into um, more and to now you're kind of going into theological liberalism, you know, uh, but right. you're. You don't regret that. You're kind of embracing that, you know?
0: Well, it reminds me a little, I saw this interview. You probably saw it. Bill Roden, a sportscaster, ESPN or sports writer. And he's being interviewed on CBS. I think it was yesterday or the day before, two days ago. And they're asking him about the Olympics. And he's like, you know, it shouldn't be about winning. We should just, it should be about uh, self-reflection. And we should not expect the American basketball team to win Uh, and, uh, you know, the flag is very offensive and nationalism is terrible. And basically like everything the Olympics is about, he's like, I can't enjoy it anymore. It's bad. It's wrong. It should just be about activism and self-reflection. And this is a guy who covered like five, I think he said five Olympics and he enjoyed, he said, he enjoyed the opening ceremony, but he doesn't anymore. And it's the same thing like with Lecrae and some of these guys who get into social justice, it just ruins everything. It's just like all those good times they had, all the things they enjoyed, all the, uh, you know the solid even theology in this in, in their cases that they um, partook in, it's like they can look back at all of those things that they enjoyed at the time and thought were so good and then just trash them. And, I, and that's it's such a remarkable thing. It, it, it grieves my heart uh, to see people do this but it, but yet it's happening and um, so you, well you didn't go down that path though and you've uh, you've actually taken it upon yourself to, argue against that, both in your hip hop videos, uh, social justice, that is, and, in just some of the commentary you provide on YouTube. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and what, what made you decide to do that? Cause that's not exactly an arena. Most people today want to step into right. given how charged it is.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, very quiet for a while. I would say for a long time having a lot of conversation behind closed doors and, um, Man, I just felt the need to because um, one, I didn't see a lot of people doing it. I didn't see a lot of Black people doing it, and so for me, it was just um, providing, you know, a, a help, Hopefully, a helpful voice, and on some of these things that maybe people haven't thought thought through. Um, and man, just just kind of hearing, <laughs> I know you, you know you had him on your your show recently, your podcast. But Bodie Baka, man, he was very helpful to kind of uh, step out there to man just to be just to be bold with the truth hey you know i know he says a lot like hey I'm, I'm not really concerned about being liked but you know we have to just spread the truth and so for me it was you know if i care for people if i if i don't want them going through falsehood i saw how dangerous uh the a lot of the social justice claims are and is um man i just felt like i man, i had to speak out i lost a lot of friends I lost a lot of uh uh people that were like you know rock with me, support me, you know, do all those things. But, you know, at some point I was just like, Hey, when, when, to me, it was like, I, I'd, I'd be a, a bit of a hypocrite because you know I kind of have the same experience with Calvinism. When I became reformed, I lost a lot of friends and, but I spoke up on shame because I saw it in the Bible. And so I would be somewhat of a hypocrite to not have the same kind of um, thought with the social justice stuff. If I thought it was, Uh, falsehood and just to be quiet about it you know and so to me that's kind of been the mantra of it seems to be the uh, what the lord has constantly been doing me speaking out on unpopular issues you know when when i became when i was in word of faith and and i came out i spoke out against that when i you know when i was uh synergistic you know became reformed uh i spoke out against that and and it's like here's another thing in my face that's like am i going to be quiet about it or am i speak out against
0: you know well, I hope you don't have to make one of these transitions again because I know it, it, it sounds uh, like it's it's quite um, it's difficult, and I understand yeah. to some extent. I I've had that myself with people that I thought, well, you don't believe this stuff, and then I find out they do, or they were emotionally kind of suckered into it. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, you know you, you have videos uh, going back a few years. You even have one of like Eric Mason. I th- I don't know if you took that or someone else did. Did you take that one? No, I I didn't take that. Yeah, talking to some Black Hebrew Israelites and making mm-hmm. some good points, actually. Right. Um, there was this sort of this time when uh, you could, you, at least it seemed like you could have fellowship with some of these guys. But now um, there's, there's huge divisions or to take the title off Vody's book, Fault Lines, that have formed. What, in your mind, is the issue with social justice? Can you articulate maybe like what have you seen with friends who have gone down this path? What, um, theologically, what's the concern that you have that has inspired you to speak out against it publicly? Man, that's,
1: that's a good question because I I think there's many, and you know, if I was to reflect more, um, I would probably be able to come up with more issues, but, um, a lot of, a lot of what I've seen is it attacks the peace of the church, um, to where, I mean, we've already mentioned it a few times where just a few years ago we were at peace, you know, black and white, it didn't really matter, you know, the ethnicity, but then this kind of new audi- ideology comes up and, you know, you hear things of whiteness and um, things like that and, you know, um, you know, reparations and, you know, t- so, so to me, it's, it's it really attacks the peace of the church. Um, I think more dangerous forms of it attacks uh, a good view of the doctrine of justification because you, there's almost this work you th- there is this work you have to do in order to have kind of peace with god and your man uh fellow man and so it really attacks some some key doctrines i believe when when you really get into it of like i said justification the peace of the church um you know some forms of uh social justice kind of is soft on homosexuality they're soft on um you know women pastors and and so uh, just just, you know, to see some men, I mean, we talked about it, go from reformed, solid in their faith to, I mean, I, I think about, I learned the doctrine of church membership from uh, Tibeti, And when I first became reformed, and I had never heard of joining of the body like that. And I, matter of fact, I wrote a song about it because I was so influenced by it, you know, called the church. And he was very helpful in that you know, when I was first becoming Reformed, and then just to see kind of um, his views now, like, man, it's, it was very, it's very, for me, a lot of it's very sad, because I learned from guys like Chandler, Tabiti, Mason, um, you know, Piper, to some extent, Uh, a lot of these men to where I respected theologically, and to see them kind of caving on many doctrines for me it's like wow man like what happened to you you know (laughs) like you were i felt like paul you were running well you know
0: (laughs) yeah well i mean like you referenced paul the new testament's filled with stories like this so i always think like okay maybe i shouldn't be that surprised like this happens we were told that people would also false teachers would come in and uh you know and and even with the 12 apostles there was a judas so it's not like this isn't out of the ordinary but it, it still feels like it, it, it takes you like a deer in the headlights a little when right. it happens. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you on a positive note, um, if, you know, if you've seen fruit from what you've been doing as far as um, people listening and understanding, wait, hold on, I was going down the social justice road. Now I'm realizing, okay, maybe this isn't the best road. Uh, I know that we're going to reach, sometimes our audiences will overlap, but each of us who do this, like A.D. Robles and Edwin M- Ramirez and whoever else is doing this, we're all going to reach different audiences. Uh, for whatever reason. And that's, and, and that's just how, it, how it works. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I would assume though, for you, you're probably reaching a, to some extent, an audience that I'm not going to reach. You're, you're probably reaching, um, some people who are maybe part of that hip hop scene or just, mm-hmm. uh, black people in general who, when they're not going to listen to, to, or, or at least they're not going to start by listening to someone like myself talk about this, but they will turn on you for a few minutes. Have you seen any fruit from, from that at all?
1: Oh, man, there's countless stories, man. I matter of fact, I just heard a brother uh, call me in uh, yesterday and just told me how influential he, that that I was because he was saying he was more pragmatic when it came to this. He was just kind of going with the flow because he just hoped it would work, you know, and hoped <laughs> it would bring about some positive change in the church. And, you know, he was just telling me how I was very uh, instrumental with just not being a pragmatist, but just just doing what the Bible would say. Um, I get constant messages just from people, even, even trying to take the time, like just messaging me, just like, Hey, like I'm confused, like help me out. Give me some sources. Like, can you, can you help me? You know, um, I get plenty of messages like that. And so, t- so for me, man, there's been much fruit, um, that the Lord has, uh, brought out just from speaking out to where I would never expect, um, you know, to, kind of run into some of the lanes I have ran into and and speak with some of the people I have spoken to recently I just uh I did a video about Lecrae and um his uh kind of capitulation and funny enough he he actually responded on YouTube and I would have never thought I would have had a chance for one of my videos to reach his ears you know and so even though you know I'm sure he disagrees I thought that was pretty pretty cool that you know he had the one of my videos got the opportunity to hit his ears you know.
0: Oh, that's really awesome. That is, it it truly is. Uh, Where do you want to take this? Do you want to keep, keep just doing this as kind of a side thing or what are you, what are you thinking?
1: Wherever, wherever the Lord, you know, kind of opens up the doors I'm willing to go and willing to speak out on. Um, Yeah. Just, I I just want to be kind of free to do it wherever he wants. I, I don't really have any, any plans. Like I need to do this with, you know, the speaking or just whatever doors he's opened up, I'm willing to go.
0: Well, you still do the hip hop thing every right. now and then, right? Yeah. So in the videos are are getting higher quality, I've noticed. Uh so you, are you uh thinking about another album or anything like that? Um I I would love yeah, I would love to do uh
1: some other stuff, but, you know, right now it's a busy season. And so I, I definitely would love to um get back to releasing some more music. I, I do have some stuff on the uh on the uh, on the agenda to release though.
0: Yeah. Well, good. What What's the, your favorite, like if someone, um, who doesn't listen to hip hop regularly, okay. Who, who's like me? Um, what, which one would you say, Hey, go listen to this one. This is the one that I, I think you should start with.
1: Oh man. Like, like song wise. Or... Yeah, yeah. Like a song. Oh you've... man. I think a lot of people would like the, uh, the church, the the song, the church up that, that, that's kind of like, I think that was the first song I made after becoming reformed and, um yeah just the doctrine of the church i i i really care about that the uh doctrine you know i I'm, I'm for the church and to see when when men or women uh you know talk bad about god's bride you know i i get a little upset so that song right there is close to me you know
0: yeah amen amen no I, i'm the same way that's part of that's really why we're doing this i think right. everyone who i mentioned before who's trying to say hey wait hold on stop The social justice stuff isn't good that's probably the main driving force. And, and right. I, I know we love the United States. We love our homes. We don't want, uh, you know, those things being disrupted in the sense that, um, you know, hierarchies are turned on their head and mm-hmm. uh, there's, you know, burning down cities and looting. I we, we don't right. like any of the stuff right. that's, that's come about. But ultimately, I think it, it is this theological thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Hold on my brothers and sisters in Christ are being affected by this This is happening within the four walls of my church. And that's more disturbing uh, um, than, Absolutely. than even in our country. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, it's good to know that that's kind of your motive. I know that's mine. Uh, and w- what else? Uh, tell me about where people can find you. Um, if there's any closing thoughts or a message you'd have for people, what would it be?
1: Yeah, they can find me on, on Twitter. Um, and, and uh, YouTube at underscore K-D-U-B-T-R-U, kdubtru um Man, I would just tell people, man, just stick close to the Bible. Um, you know, believing in the Bible in times, times, and days like this is always difficult um, because you know, <laughs> like I said, I, you could, you know, believe in the Bible. You can always, you can always tell people who uh, love God's word, man, just how either passionate about something or when people start shifting their views like will will people start shifting in, in those times and and so my, my mantra has been stay close to the bible know no god's word um stick around people that love god's word as well you know because um no one's invincible to falling away or um you know falling into apostasy or or falling into some heretical views like i mean that's i think that's just over reliance on self if you think that so sticking around other godly men and women who also love God's word, I think is important, which, you know, should be happening in your local church. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, just loving God's word, man. Keep loving God's word. That's, that's what I would encourage anybody to do. Stay in God's word. Uh, listen to things that will challenge you, um, you know, to grow. Um, don't do not Just stay stagnant, you know. And so that's, that's, that's kind of been something I've, I've always tried to implement in my life. So I would encourage others to do as well.
0: Amen. You got a favorite preacher or anything like that you'd, you'd want people to listen to or man, I, I had some sweet times, uh, early in my, uh, reformed
1: life, listening to John MacArthur and, uh, Steve Lawson. And so I, I tell people, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a dispensationalist, but John MacArthur is my favorite Bible teacher. I, I mean, I will, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's my favorite personally. And so, um, you know I I've been I've listened to hundreds of John MacArthur sermons. Um and so my former pastor Emilio Ramos. Uh oh really all
0: uh, right I didn't even know that there was that connection. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah I you know I recently just moved you know to South Texas and so but uh he was my pastor for seven years and so I uh I learned a lot from him just apologetically um you know and and so, man, yeah, he was just a good
0: brother to me. It's funny enough, so you mentioned his name. I don't, so, if he watches this, I don't hope he's not offended. I've actually, I don't think I've ever listened to a sermon by him. I don't really know who he, who he is, except for the fact that his wife,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, Trish, right? <laughs> yes. With, used to be on a Wretched radio. Right, I don't know if right. she still is. Uh, and I would listen to Wretched all the time, and the Fish with Trish section where they would, mm-hmm. you know, you'd have a cell phone and give it to someone, and Todd Friel would talk to him about the gospel. That's how I know know the husband. I don't yeah through Trish, but anyway. hey, don't
1: worry. That's how a lot of people uh knows him too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so funny enough, but uh, all right, well, cool. So listen to John MacArthur, and then go to uh, YouTube and Twitter, and you can find Chris uh, K Dub and the um, and there's a lot of videos you're putting out. Uh, looks like what uh, one every week or so, something like that.
1: Yeah, I try to do like once a one, one a week at least.
0: And there's a lot of stuff here. You I mean, you talk about everything from Barnabas Piper and uh, Lecrae and just Black Lives Matter in general. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. And uh, so I just encourage people, go go check that out and um, and share it, too. If you, if you find a video that you think is helpful, don't be ashamed to share it on social media with your friends. I know that can be kind of scary sometimes, but... Um, sometimes, you know, that's the thing that can get through to someone when they see, oh, wait, this guy explains it well, or this guy can communicate with me, uh, and, and in ways that other people haven't been able to get through. So, uh, check out Chris, uh, Kdub and, uh, that's, that's all I got. Uh, Oh, uh, one more thing. I I forgot to ask you this, um, support. (laughs) I I should always remember this. I'm bad about it with myself. I usually don't say it. Uh, is there a place people can go to support you, uh, financially or uh, otherwise prayer or something?
1: um yeah if, if they can um if they go to the youtube i have links there um for patreon but for me okay. it's man just just watching the videos and sharing that 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 is the support for me and like you said the pr- praying for me um so if 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 you're just watching and sharing that to me that's way bigger than giving giving money you know because I, I am w- way more concerned about people hearing what I, you know, what, what I'm doing, well, you know, I believe is truthful, uh, and sincere. And so, if you know, you don't have money to give, don't worry. There's there's other ways to support. You know, I'm all for that.
0: I'm assuming though, the quality of the hip hop videos goes up as the Patreon support increases. I could be wrong, but
1: <laughs> yeah, that that definitely does
0: help. You know,
1: um, and so yeah. yeah, you know, more more support could mean more videos and things like that. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to let you go. Hey, I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your testimony, yourself, what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we can do this again at some point in the future. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother.
1: Absolutely,
0: man. God bless you. God bless. Bye now.